0: everyone. Uh, we're continuing today in Amud hey, Bet with the Perek um, Perik Just uh, something that we discussed yesterday, and I wanted to and I wanted to uh, address that very, very briefly. Um, the question has been discussed: What if we only follow the witnesses? What if witnesses don't come month after month after month? That was Alan's question, if you remember. So if they don't come, we actually make this Chodesh Me'ubar, of 30-day month. And if that happens the next month and the next month, what's going to end up happening is that the new moon is going to see the 25th or the 26th day of the other month. Uh, because all the previous months were too, were longer than they should have been. Uh, so the truth is, that, of course, that, that is an issue. Uh, and the Rambam addresses it in Hilchot Kiddush Chodesh. And he says that that's why Chachamim has, alongside the system of Kedush chodesh, they have their calculation, they have their own count, and if they knew that, if they knew, according to their calculation, let's say the the previous month was a 30-day month, and they knew that according to their calculation this has to be a 29-day month, and if we're going to make this one a 30-day month, then in the next month, the moon might be even seen in the 28th day, or the such, then they would make that Chodesh a 29-day Chodesh, and the 30th day, the Rosh Chodesh, the first day of the next month. Uh, however, the Rambam says, So they would decide, they would set this Chodesh, this 30th day, the Rosh Chodesh, the first of the, the next month, but in, a, in what we call Keviyah. They will set it a Rosh Chodesh other than, I mean, as opposed to Kiddush Chodesh, It won't be the classic uh, formalities of Kiddush Chodesh. It has another name, and uh, that's, that will be the solution. So yeah, sometime, again, it's, it, there's a makhluk, there's more than uh, one way to approach this, this problem. But in general, like we said, Chachamim would like to avoid. Otherwise, Rambam would say, if we're going to get to a, a situation where we can see the new moon in the 25th or 6th day of the month, Ramam says it's just ridiculous, it's an absurd, of course we cannot possibly let that happen, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, having said that, let's just uh, keep going. We are now in the, uh, let's say, eighth line from the bottom. So there's a quote from the Mishnah. If the Beit Din saw the moon, and they need witnesses to come and testify, right? So two people from the Beit Din will stand up and, and function as, as witnesses, right? And they will testify before the Beit Din. Of course, and they have other, three other Dayanim to sit down and to be the Dayanim. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the Gemara says, <laughs> Sorry. Why is that so? Why do they need why do we need two of the dayanim who saw the moon to stand up and testify as a dim as witnesses? Why do we need that? Because we need to hear it from them? How can hearing be more than saying? if the judges saw it themselves, why do they need to hear it from somebody else? That makes sense? Because we're talking about a case when they all saw the moon in the previous, in the other night. Last night they saw the moon. They couldn't do the Kiddush chodesh based on their, what they're seeing at the moment because it's night and you don't do Kiddush chodesh at night. So you have to gather up the next day and the next day you don't see the moon. So... So, so you, you, you must have witnesses. So, someone's going to have to stand up and function as a witness and say. Because at the moment when they gather to, to, to judge the Kiddush Chodesh, uh, uh, nobody sees the moon at that moment. And that's why they need to hear it from someone. Okay. Next case in the Mishnah. So, one of the only people in the Beidin, only three that they saw the moon. If two of them are going to stand up, we're only going to have one Diane left. wait a minute. So the Gemara, first of all, asks, asks the same question. Am I? why do they need to stand up and, be, and find two other people to sit down as Dayanim? So the Gemara says, why? we should, say, we should ask the same, the same question here. How could... Hearing be more than seeing. Why can they not rely on what they see to do the Kiddush HaKodesh? And then says the Gemara, k'igon Well, you can answer the same answer we just answered previously, right? You can answer, okay, we're talking about this case is just like the previous one. They saw it at night, okay? So if you can answer me the same question, answer, if you're going to give me the same answer to that question, then Then what's the difference between this case in the Mishnah and the previous case in the Mishnah? They're both actually talking about the exact same thing. No, in this case, there is a, there, there is a novel, there's a novelty. What's the novelty? The Chidush. The Hayachid Al Oh, the Kiddush of the second case of the other case is that we cannot, to Kiddush HaKodesh, based on a bastion of, of of one individual. Okay? Even if he's a very good dian, he cannot do Kedosh if he's only one person. The Tachamina, so why would we even entertain the possibility that you could have a bastion of one? The Sarkadah that we could have thought and said, Ho'il, vetanya says, the Braita says, Dinei Mamonot Bishloshah, when we're talking about monetary issues, it has there has to be they have to be judged with three Dayanim, with a ba'it ba'itin that consists of three Dayanim. However, but if there was one individual who is arabim, who is a very very uh, prominent Dayan, and everyone accepts him and he's a really professional, he you knows what he's doing, very experienced and wise. Done So in monetary issues, if there was one Dan that's a really an incredible individual that everyone would heed him and accept what he whatever he's gonna say, and he's be truly a Talmud Chacham and a very, very strong Dan, then yeah, he could judge even individually, he could actually be a one a one-man army, he could be a one-man based in. So you could have thought that just like you know, just like in monetary issues. Uh, so to here in, in Kiddush HaKodesh, maybe if there was a one very, very great Dayan, we... Here in our case, we should do the Kiddush HaKodesh based on a one Dayan. The Mishnah comes to teach us. No, you can't. You have to add two other people to sit with him, alongside him, to, to become a three-people beitin. And that's how you do the Kiddush HaKodesh. Okay? So, the next, so that second case is adding another uh, piece of information. Your feet. So, how is it different from our previous case? So the previous case, we're talking about, let's say the basin was a big basin, a lot of Dayanim. Okay, let's say five Dayanim, seven, ten Dayanim, and they all saw the moon. So, two of them could stand up as. as a... I thought we had a case where there were only three before as well, or not? No. The I case mean... before was there was more than three. More than three. Okay, no, no, no. And three. two of them can stand up and be yeah, the ADM, yeah, yeah. but then okay. you still have three. Okay, that was the first case. And it comes to teach you that. I was talking about a specific case that they saw it uh, at night and they couldn't mm. they could see. It. Yesterday we had another case. Okay, so okay. no, yesterday we discussed those cases in the Mishnah very briefly, and the uh, Gemara is uh, like uh, analyzing them more in depth. Okay, now the Gemara says, "Wait a minute, the Eima Hachinami." So you're telling me that the Mishnah is going is coming to teach us that one individual, as great as he might be, cannot judge, cannot do the Kiddush Chodesh. Why won't we say? Wait a minute. What's the problem? So be it. So one person can, can do the kiddush chodesh. The is says, Moshe Rabenu." There was no one who was Rabim, was a dyan that was appreciated and accepted by every one of Am Yisrael. He was qualified and accepted. And even to Moshe Rabenu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, "Ad eika Aharon You will only do the Kiddush HaChodesh when Aharon is there with you. The Ktiver Hashem Moshe veel Aharon beEretz Mitzrayim. That's the famous phrase that Chodesh is for them. In Parakidbed in Sefer Hashem says to Moshe and Aharon, 'BeEretz Mitzrayim, 'Lemor HaChodesh hazeh l'chem. So it has to be Moshe and Aharon. And two is not is never enough for a basin because it has to be an odd number. Therefore, it's a minimum of three. Cannot be done uh, with less than three. Okay. So now, says the Gemara, based on these two cases, So this would mean that there's a general discussion in the Gemara whether an aid can be, whether a, whether, an, a, whether a witness could become a judge. What does that mean? So we're not talking about someone who is testifying standing up, testifying, and then runs very, very quickly, faster than the speed of sound, and sits on the judge of the dying. Here's what he just said again, and then judges based on that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about someone who saw something and he could testify because he witnessed it and he could still say, I choose to function as a dayan rather than a witness. Can that happen? Can that be? Or we say, if you saw it, you're defined, already defined a witness. And if you define a witness, by definition, you cannot be defined a judge, a dayan as well. Mm-hmm. So here we see that according to that Mishnah, that if once all the based dents, the moon, two of them will stand up and testify. So we can see that the rest of them, they saw the moon, but they sit down and function as Dayanim. Oh, meaning that Ed Nasa dayan, a witness could become a, a witness, a, a one who can be a witness could also function as a Dayan. So the Gemara says, According to this Mishnah, this Mishnah is teaching us that an, a witness could become a Dayan. And if, so, um, and if so, we should argue that our Mishnah is not according to the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Who's Rabbi Akiva? I'm not talking about who's the person of Rabbi Akiva. We know. But what are we talking about? Oh, there's a bracer that brings, in an, uh, brings an opinion of Rabbi Akiva that could not fit our Mishnah. Let's see. The bracer says, So let's say there was a whole Sanhedrin. A whole base there. And they saw one who killed someone else. U So according to Rabbi Tarfon, some of them became edim, some of them became dayanim. Okay? So some of them could actually testify and function as witnesses in that case. And the others would function as dayanim. And Rabbi Akiva says, Kulam na'asim edim edna According to Rabbi Akiva, if they all witnessed it, they all become witnesses, and a witness cannot function, cannot become a dayan. Okay? So Rabbi Akiva would not agree with our Mishnah, because in our Mishnah, we saw that these people saw the moon and they can still be the dayanim. Okay? The Ma'a says, you know what? feel Rabbi Akiva. You know, you could even explain our Mishnah according to Rabbi Akiva. Now, what do we have to do to explain our Mishnah in accordance to, to Rabbi Akiva as well? Uh, in our Mishnah, we see that a witness can become a In the case of Rabbi Akiva, a witness cannot become a down. So, how do we reconcile those two and explain both according to Rabbi Akiva? We need to differentiate between the cases, right? We need to explain there's a difference. What's the difference? There's the Gemara and Rabbi Akiva, okay, in the case of the Sanhedrin, the Dayanim who saw the, the, the murder, so all Rabbi Akiva said in that case was because Hatam, there, with the case of the murder, only in a case, in a case of Dinei of, Nefashot, uh, right? A, a, a murder that someone would, you know, the, the punishment, the ultimate punishment would be death to the, to the murderer. So there, a witness cannot become a Dayan. Why? The Torah says in the Pasuk that the Dayanim should judge and the word the congregation would mean would refer in this Pasuk to the Dayanim. And they judged and they will save him. Okay? Meaning that they should... The Torah is saying the Dayanim should try and search for a way to save his life. Okay? They need to... In other words, it's not that they try to save his life by all means, but they need to have, they need to have like a fair argument. They, it couldn't all be just against the uh, the peop- the person who's a- accused. They need to have also a few arguments uh, in his favor, okay? okay. A- and, and make an attempt, a decent attempt to save his life. So what they're saying is about being adim Latrilla that they disqualify themselves Says, Rabbi, Ak- says Rabbi Akiva and the de katal nafshah, since they have seen him murdering someone mm-hmm. they just cannot possibly think of anything in his favor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even a Dianyanek in a murder case need to have this this potential possibility to, to judge the, the, the killer favorably. It has to be there at least at least potentially. Mm. But they just—they're out of the game. When, when if they saw it, they're never, gonna, they're never gonna go, going to they never gonna going to vindicate, right? Uh, even argue to vindicate him. However, Okay, so that's in the case of the murder case. But in the case of the Kiddush Levana, maybe even Rabbi Akiva would agree. So it's not a fundamental problem that someone who witnessed anything could function as a dayan. That's not a problem. It's only a problem in the Nine in a murder case, because then they, they won't be able to think favorably of, of, of the person. Okay. Let's go on to the next Mishnah, and this is very exciting. We're actually now beginning to talk about Til so the Mishnah is talking about shofar, And the Mishnah says kol hashafarot kasherimchutz mishel para. All the shofarot are kosher. We can use them except for meaning all the um the horns, right? Mm-hmm. Except for uh the horns of a cow, mipne shehu keren. Kol hashafarot kasherimchutz mishel we'll para mipne shehu keren. Who explains what this means? Amara viyo sim ve al kol hashafarot nikra So Chachamim say all the shofarot because the Torah we learned that in Rosh Hashanah it needs to be a shofar because in the yovel the Torah says the avarta shofar and in the yovel we're talking about the word shofar. And all the Shofarot were, were called were, were, are referred to as Shofar, and we learned from Yo'eval that it's the same thing we should be having in Rosh Hashanah, and I'm not going to get into this now, but we derive that from Yo'eval, that in Rosh Hashanah we have to have the Shofar. But the horn of the cow is, is, is called a Karen, is referred to as Karen. And a Karen is not a shofar. It could be many things. Shofar, it's not. Karen and shofar are two different things. By definition, it's disqualified to actually be used for shofar. Rabbi Yossi argues, Rabbi Yossi disagrees, Rabbi Yossi says, wait a minute. You're telling me that because it's called a Karen, it's disqualified, it's not kosher? All other horns are also referred to in the Pasuk, in the Bible, as Keren, as the Pasuk says in Sefer ayovel. And we're talking about Keren, which is a horn, and we're talking about Keren Ayovel over there, it's, we're talking about a, a ram, which is actually the Kosher Shofar, and it's still referred to in Sefer Yoshua as Keren. So that's not a problem, just the fact we call it a Karen shouldn't be a problem, according to Rabbi Yossi, the horn of a cow is also Kosher Shofar, okay? okay? Now the Gemara is going to analyze this discussion. Let's see. Gemara says, wait a minute. Shapir came, a Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi made a fair argument. He said, right, all other Shofarot are also named Karen, so why do you disqualify just the one of the cow? The rabbanan, chachamim, what they will answer. Kol shofarot ikru shofar ve'ikru keren. All the other Shofarot were called Shofar, and they were called Karen, as well, so they were referred to in the Bible as both Shafar and Karen, either Shafar or Karen. The para, the horn of the cow, Karen, ikre, it was called in the Bible, it's called Karen, Shafar, no it's never called Shafar in the Bible, okay. The horn of a cow, and that's why it's disqualified. So it's, the problem is not that it was called Karen, the problem is that it was not called Shafar, mm-hmm. okay. Dekhtiv, Bechor Shoroh Adar Lo, Vekarne Karnav. Right? So, Keren, he nekret rak, Keren Shel Para, is called Keren. As the Paschik says, Bechor Shoroh Adar in the broches of Sephel, at the end of Sephel Dvarim, Vekarne Re'em Karnav. So, Bechor, the, you know, the first born of the shore, of the, the ox, the, the bull, Hadar lo, it's like, it's, it's, it's a beauty to him. And his horns, which are referred to as Karen, are like the or as beauty of the, the, the horns of the ram, which is another uh, mammal. I'm not sure how to translate Re'em to English. Okay, so Chachamim say it's referred to as Karen, not good. Okay, and, and, and not as Shofar. Rabbi Yossi hama'alecha, de parah Hey, you know what, Rabbi Yossi says, I have a source... Where a horn of a cow is referred to as shofar. Do you want to see? Let's let's open our eyes. Listen carefully. In Sefer Tehillim it says, Hashem mishor par." The the uh, the person speaking here is, is is asking, pleading that Hashem will accept his tefillah, mishor that my tefillah will be good in Hashem's eyes, mishor par, better than shor par. So it looks like uh, according to the pshat. Uh, literal understanding the Hashem will accept my will want and accept my tefillah more than a sacrifice of an ox. Okay, so now the Gemara is uh, is rabbiosis analyzing the Pasuk. What do you mean Mishor, par the word shor, by the way, the word shor is a bull, the word par is an ox, or vice versa. Okay, it's the same thing, it's all synonyms. Um, the only difference between them, by the way, is that. Uh, is that par is referred to in the Torah, in the Bible, only when it's three years old. But shor, even when it's the moment it's born, it's already referred to as shor. As the passage says, shor, o kesef, ki, valed. Right? An ox, or a sheep, or a goat that will be born. Okay, so as soon as they're born, it's already referred to as shor. However, the, the term par only refers to three-year-old. Okay. So now, so the pasuk in Tehilim says, "Vatitavla Hashem nishor par," and says Rabbiosi "Im shor la mappar, the impar la mashor." Since ox, shor and par are the same thing, then why does the pasuk say both shor and par? La mashor, uh, again, elamai. Rather, the meaning of this pasuk is shor par mishofar that my tefilla would be even better accepted before Hashem than shofar. Shofar is like a play on words. It sounds like Shafar. It's hinting Shafar. And now this the Gemara is saying, Rabbanan. it's interesting that the Gemara is actually saying, what would Rabanan answer to this? Because they could answer, okay, we don't, uh, we don't read between the lines like you do. It doesn't look like uh, if the possible wanted to say Shafar, then it would have said Shafar. Chamim don't say that. Chamim says something else. say something else. The reason they don't accept this, this uh, limud, this uh, limud of Rabbi Yossi, because they follow the approach of Ravmatna, the ravmatna as Ravmatna says, shor par, gadol par, when the Pasuk says shor par, min that is as big and and, 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 and and a juicy sacrifice as a three year old ox, okay that's it. they're not exactly the same term. It's a little ox that is that is as big and massive as an older ox, okay. And then I don't have to explain that it actually uh, refers to a shofar. Okay. Ula Amar. Ula wants to explain the reason of Rabbanan, the reason of Rabbanan, they, that they disqualify the shofar, the horn of a cow, right? The Rabbanan are the people who say the, the cow's horn is not for shofar, right? So what's the reason behind them? Says, as Chizda says, the Amar of why does the Cohen Gadol not enter Koide Shakodashim? into the Kodesh HaKadoshim? with his golden clothes, a Yom You know the answer? Um, how do we translate Kategor? So Sanegal, so these are the Kategor and Sanegal are the big the, the good attorney, the the good lawyer and the bad lawyer. The the, the good lawyer the Sanegor is the he's arguing in your favor. The Kategor is arguing uh, against you, right? So in and says Sanegal, wait a minute, golden clothes, are you kidding? Remember the the gold was the uh, the cause for one of the greatest sins of Amisrael in history. Which was the golden calf? You want to actually, in Yom Keeper, the day of atonement, we're trying to appease Kadosh Baruchu. You want the Kohen to enter with golden clothes? That doesn't make any sense. We're only going to uh, remind the Kadosh Baruchu of our sins. We're not doing them. Okay? And then. And then something about that is why we don't use the shofar of the cow. The cow is again the cow is the ox, the cow, the golden calf is, has the same horn. If we blow the shofar that's made of a horn of a of a calf, we, we, we remind the Hashem on the holiest of days of atonement. We remind him of our sins. We don't want to do that because ain't We don't want to make the we don't want to take the bad yeah. attorney. See what do you call him? The accuser. We don't want to take the accuser and try to use him to appease Hashem, okay? What does he call the Sanego, the defender? defender? Okay, so we're not taking the accuser and making him a defender. It's not gonna work for us very good. Wait a minute. So if you follow that principle, velo, velo, do we really don't? Do we really not make the accuser a defender? We take the, the blood of the ox that we shechta as a part of the korbanot and the partial Kohen Gadol, and he takes the blood into Kodash kodashim and sprinkles it on the Kaporet. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so we do use a, it, it, you know, it's, a, it's an ox blood. So we do use the accuser. Look, end of the day, it looks like blood. And when it looks like blood, you know, you cannot tell the difference between the blood of one animal and another animal. So it, it, the shape is different. We don't. It doesn't look. It doesn't appear like so, and therefore, it doesn't really remind it. And it's not really using the uh, the accuser or bringing the accuser into the Kodesh Kodashim to defend us. It's not the case. right? We have all these Aaron, like the Aron Kodesh, the holy. How you say Aaron Kodesh? The Ark, right? And also the Kaporet and the Kruvim, the two shapes of of, of children the wings in, in Kodesh Kodashim, they're all made of gold. Wait a minute, we said that the gold is a bad thing. Mm. So how do we do that? But, but it wasn't a problem. It's not, it's not that it shouldn't be in Kodesh Kodashim. The principle says, that the sinner should not bring the gold to Kodesh Kodashim in this day of atonement. So if the gold is there, it's not a problem. But when you, you're the sinner, like we're the sinners, we try to appease Hashem. We cannot bring that gold on that day to defend us. But the coin will bring the, the kaf. There is the the, um, the, the, the the kaf is like a spoon and makhta are like the fire pans. So we so we do bring those and they're made of gold into the Kodesh HaKodoshim. says the um, says the Gemara, Right. Even if we bring this to bring the Korban, because we bring the incense on the firepan into the Kolochi Kodashim, that itself is not the problem. The problem is that we uh, we decorate ourselves if the chote, if the sinner would decorate himself with the accuser, the gold, that would be a problem. And if you wear uh, glorious clothes, those uh, you are no know, clothes of splendor uh, with the gold, the gold is, you know, is, is actually against you. So you, you cannot try and, and, and wear the gold to, to look nice on this holiday. So that is really a problem, okay? Uh, but you just that there is gold in there or you, that you bring the fire pan, that's not against the principle of Okay. One second wait a minute you see it so wait a minute but the Kohen does wear the golden clothes on Yom Kippur when he's outside the Kodesh Kodashim. so why didn't we say that the defend, the accuser should not be a defender mm-hmm. the only problem is inside Kodesh Kodashim. that is you know this is where we don't want to do that but Kodesh of Kodeshim, it's not that bad it's not a problem now says the Gemara, wait a minute where do we blow the shofar? Do we blow the shofar in Kodesh Akodashim? We blow the shofar outside Kodesh Akodashim. Hmm. So if we said that the whole problem of in Katagona, that we should not use the accuser to defend us, is only inside Kodesh Akodashim, then what's the problem with the shofar? We're not bringing it into Kodesh Kodashim. And here comes a very powerful statement. The Gemara says, nami is also not getting into the Kodesh Akodashim. The Gemara answers, since the the sound of the shofar is supposed to reach all the way to Kadosh to appease him, it's a very intimate thing, and it is as if it, 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 it's at the stage such a high stage. It's as if it's actually acting inside Kadosh Kadoshim, even though it blowed it outside. Okay, just imagine we blow the shofar all around, you know, all around the world, and it's just I think it's just amazing to think we blow a shofar here in Melbourne, and it is as if, it's like the same level of entering Kodesh HaKodeshim. I think it's just a huh. scary thought. Okay. Um, tov. And we'll just end this discussion. A uh, couple more lines. Wait a minute. So you told me that what's the reason that Chachamin disqualified this the 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 uh, the cow horn because they, we don't want the defender to be the accused to be a defender, but the, it's it's, not, it's it's a very nice explanation. It's not what the Mishnah says. Right? The the Tana and the Mishnah said The Mishnah explained the reason because it was called Karen another shofar. a the it's not it was not the only explanation the Mishnah says the horn of the cow is not kosher uh, first reason is not mentioned in the Mishnah and that's because in assassin go. the accuser should not be a defender the, so it's one reason and another reason okay a kamar, the Mishnah was was, was was said or laid out in a fashion of one reason and then another reason. So The first reason, which was not mentioned, is because then The odd. The other reason is that is mentioned. the, the second reason is mentioned in the Mishnah. Bipnei shehu kerin. Okay. So what would Rabbi Yossi answer to that? I have counter. Uh, I have answers to both arguments. The kamart and category Nasa sanegor against your first argument, Chachamim, that the category cannot be a sanegor, a defender. So Rabbi Ossi does not accept this concept that a shofar, since it's 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 uh, here to to remind us or to bring our memory. Uh, in front, before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it does not accept that it is considered as if it's in, inside Kodesh Hakodashim. so that's not a problem outside Kodesh Hakodashim, you could wear golden clothes, you can blow the shofar of a, of, of, of a cow and remind the it does not remind the golden calf, not a problem for the Ka'mat and for the other reason the Ka'mat, Keren the other problem that it was called a Keren all other shofarotos are also called Keren as he previously mentioned and that is gonna be eat for today okay Good. Uh-huh.